Good evening once again. It's so good to have you back here at Grace Baptist Church and our midweek presentation for the week. And we're glad to have you here with us today. And we are going to be uh, beginning a, a longer term study tonight. And I'll get into that in just a moment. And so this is session number one. And uh, we'll be working through uh, again, a particular session, a particular topic that I want to talk about over the next several weeks, which we will introduce in just a moment. Before we do that, I do want to just take this opportunity to once again express my appreciation for those of you that are uh, joining us each and every week. And uh, we count it a privilege to just take a few minutes of your time here in the middle of the week to present scripture to you and encourage you a little bit um, from God's word. I also want to invite you is that uh, perhaps you are uh, with us for the first time, and maybe you're new to our ministry, maybe you're new to our online ministry, and let me invite you, if you would, to take just a moment and fill out the digital visitor's card. It should be there uh, for you to find, and you can also go on our website, gracenc.org, and there is a Contact Us button there, and you can contact us, you can send us an email, you can certainly give us a phone call as well. And we would love to hear from you, and we will get back to you as soon as we can and help you however we can. I also want to begin by once again thanking you, as I do each week, for your continued financial support here of Grace Baptist Church. We truly count it an honor to uh, receive your support that makes us, uh, enables us to be able to do what God has called us to do and to provide content like this for you, and also to continue on in our other ministries here at Grace Baptist Church. So again, thank you. If you do want to give and you've never given before or it's been a long time, you can also visit our website, gracenc.org, and you can click on the Give button, and you can give that way uh, as well. And so we appreciate that. All right, as I mentioned, we are going to begin this evening by jumping into kind of a topical study. And uh, I came across a book a number of years ago. Uh, that kind of stimulated me to think about this topic, and I've dealt with it in other settings before, but I wanted to come back to this because I think it's such an, uh, an important and a very appropriate topic, particularly in our time, uh, in our current cultural time, in our, in our cultural situation that we are in today. And we're going to call this the pursuit of godly attitudes. Okay, we're going to be talking over the next several weeks about developing in our lives godly attitudes. There is also this principle that in the Christian life, we are very quick to point out the big sins that people commit. But in our own hearts, in our own lives, we so often tolerate sins that in our minds are maybe less important. And sometimes we kind of overlook these particular sins in our own lives. And I would argue that one of the areas that we are so vulnerable to falling into a sinful pattern and we make excuses for our sinful pattern is in fact in our area of our attitudes. Now, I want to begin here by just pressing you a little bit and get you to think this, this evening about this particular truth, your attitudes, the one that you portray each and every day, are a result of your thinking patterns, and these patterns have developed over a very long period of time. Now, we don't want to negate the fact, I have, I have three children, those of you that may not be familiar with who I am, I have three kids, I have two high schoolers, and I have one young man who is in the middle school, 
And it's interesting that when, when I look at my three kids, they all three have very different God-given wiring. Okay. We often use the word personality, but personality is a, a tricky term. I won't get into that tonight. Um, but they have this particular default setting that they all go back to. We all have them. Okay. My wife and I talk very often that we are both by default. We are very introverted. We can go and be extroverted for a period of time. I can do it better than my wife. Um, I'm a little more sociable in those regards, but my default setting is to be kind of introverted. Okay. I enjoy my time alone. I enjoy studying alone. I'm not uh, I've never in my life experienced loneliness. I, I don't know what that feels like. So I have this default setting. This is also true to some degree in our attitudes. Okay, some people are a little bit more chipper. Maybe they see the world a little bit more brighter as a glass half full kind of person. And then there are those that see the world a little bit more pessimistically. Maybe they see the world through the proverbial, the glass is half empty perspective. Regardless of that, okay, regardless of kind of your default setting, regardless of your default setting when it comes to your personality, I want to argue tonight, not argue as in enter a debate, but present to you tonight the reality that our attitudes, in fact, are developed over a long period of time, but more importantly, you can choose your attitude. I think sometimes in our Christian life, we pretend or we delude ourselves that our attitudes are out of our control. They're based on feelings. They're based on circumstances or they're based on people that people have this authority. I say this to my kids all the time. Why are you giving that person so much authority in your life that they're destroying your attitude? Why would you do that? Why are you letting that person make you mad? Or why are you letting that person control your life to where you're discouraged or upset or whatever? Why are you giving them that kind of control in your life? Because I believe our attitudes are chosen. We may be tired at times. We may be hungry at times. We may struggle at certain times more than others. But I want to, through this study, uh, present to you that you can, in fact, control your attitudes. Now, for some, these attitudes are deep-rooted. Again, they've developed over a long period of time. And I'll give you an illustration in just a moment. Maybe they've developed over a very long period of time. So this study, probably after tonight, our goal is to keep these to about 15 to 17 minutes each week. And in the next 7, 8, 10 minutes left that we have remaining, I am not going to probably magically change your attitude. That's not going to happen. In fact, that's not even really the goal of tonight's lesson. It's more to introduce these ideas. I'm not going to change it. I'm probably not going to change it in the next three, four, five, six, seven, ten sessions. But I want you through this series of, of presentations to begin to think about your attitudes and how you can control them and you can change them. Let me give you a very quick illustration that we'll jump into some of the uh, particulars of this study. When I was a kid growing up, I, I grew up in Delaware. And if you're not familiar with Delaware, it's kind of wedged in between several large cities, Baltimore, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, and Wilmington, Delaware. So where I grew up, we were kind of around all of these areas. Well, when I was a kid, we did a fair amount of traveling. We traveled all over the continental United States. In fact, I have visited 49 of the 50 states. 
I've never been to Hawaii, but I don't exactly remember all of them, but I have physically been in every state here uh, in, the, in the United States except for, except for Hawaii. But I can remember growing up when my dad would drive in, in big cities in particular, specifically in Washington, D.C., he made it seem like it was this horrible, terrible thing that you were immediately stressed as soon as you hit the beltway that circles around Washington, D.C. Inevitably, we would get lost. And my dad would be so tense driving through that area that indirectly, sitting in the back seat of our Chrysler New Yorker or LeBaron or whatever we were, we always drove Chryslers, that I developed this attitude or this expectation that every time I'm in traffic, I should be nervous. Especially when I drive through D.C., I should be, I should be driven by anxiety because I saw that in my father. And then after a few hundred times of driving to D.C. on my own, I realized it's no big deal. It's just a big circle. It's all it is. It's really not hard. It's not complicated. But I, in a sense, by default, learned that attitude from my dad. Or sometimes as parents, I've done this, you probably have done this as well. If you overreact to a particular situation, very often our children will develop the same kind of reaction to life's problems. And these, these, habit, these attitudes become habitual. They become ingrained and they are difficult to change, but we can in fact change our attitudes. I want to give you one last warning before we jump into a couple of texts here. Number one, this study over the next few weeks is not for you to change the attitude of other people. Please don't watch these sessions thinking to yourself, well, my wife really needs to hear that, or my husband really needs to hear that, or my children really need to hear that, or my boss, or my, my teacher, or whoever it is. I want you to listen over the next several weeks to these sessions on attitude with only yourself in mind. Don't compare what I'm going to talk about to someone else. Worry about your own heart. So number one, keep your attention focused on you. Number two, this study is intended to help you change your ungodly attitudes. And so again, focus on yourself I would like to see us together, working through this together, trying to identify particular struggles in our hearts and our lives so that we can grow and change and become more like Christ, and that includes our attitudes. And then thirdly, I want you to be honest with yourself. Recognize the areas in your life, particularly in your attitudes, where you need to grow and change. Why? Well, because the first step in changing your attitude is by honestly identifying the ungodly attitudes that reside in your heart. A few weeks ago now, it's, it's been a little bit of time here in our church, we've been studying through the book of Philippians. And one of the verses of scripture that we have been discussing uh, off and on here, and it's been very much in my mind the last several weeks, is Philippians 2.14. Do all things without grumbling or murmuring, okay? Don't murmur under your breath, don't complain, and disputing or dissensions or questioning. Do everything in life with a godly attitude. Now, this, as we've studied before, and we're going to unpack that verse more particularly next week, 
and more uh, specifically from a scriptural illustration in the next couple of weeks. But a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago now, my uh, my oldest son was in a car accident. And actually, my other children were in the in the car with him, and and thankfully, praise the Lord, no one was injured. But ever since then, it was not my son's fault, actually, and and by God's grace, again, the other driver wasn't hurt, no one was injured. Uh, the fault, the liability didn't end up falling on my son, and this other man was a complete gentleman about it. And so we've been working through the dynamics of now being down a car and not being able to find a replacement vehicle and and complications of dealing with insurance companies and, and making this phone call and that phone call and getting our insurance to get the bill to the right person. And all these things have taken a whole lot of my personal time, my wife's personal time, and I'm sure the gentleman who was a part of this accident, I'm sure it's taken much of his time as well. And when we look at those circumstances, that, that's how life works sometimes. And in our nature, so often, we are very quick to complain and to gripe and to grumble, okay? Now, I want to leave you also tonight before we run out of time. I also want to leave you with Psalm 95. And listen to verses 7 through 11. The psalmist says this, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, today, tonight, as you're watching this, today, if you hear his voice and do not harden your heart, as in Meribah, as on the day at Massa in the wilderness, when your fathers put me to the test and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work, although they had seen everything that I had done, God says, for 40 years, I loathed that generation and said, they are a people who go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. Therefore, I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. So God here is dealing with the Exodus generation. And we're going to talk about them in our next session. And we're going to start looking at this Exodus generation who God here is talking about in Psalm 95. They had hardened their hearts. They had rejected God. And next week, we'll look at some passages and numbers, and we'll look at how they rejected God. They didn't want to hear his commandments. They didn't want to obey him. And they developed this very critical and complaining and grumbling and murmuring attitude. And it's very tempting for us when we read through the Old Testament, we read through the passages dealing with the Exodus generation, it's very easy for us to look at them and and say, I would never do that. But yet we tolerate the same kind of spirit and attitude in our own lives. So remember, this study is not for somebody else. This study is for you. This study is for you in particular so that you can identify your ungodly attitudes and begin to change them. So the first step, as I mentioned, is to identify what particular sinful attitudes do you fall into? Are you a complainer? Are you a grumbler? Are you a fearful person that frets and gets caught up in anxiety? We're going to talk about all of those issues. But here's the second step to changing your attitude. I don't want to leave you hanging too much here in our first session as we kind of introduce these thoughts. The second step to changing your attitude is to acknowledge, are you ready for this? That you acknowledge and admit that your attitudes 
are by choice. Do not allow yourself to be controlled by your emotions. Do not allow yourself to be controlled by people or by circumstances. We want a heart that, as Psalm 95 says, we don't want to be a hard-hearted person. So today, if you hear the Lord's voice and do not harden your heart the way the people of Israel did in the Exodus generation, don't do that. Instead, rest in the goodness of God. Recognize that, in fact, if I identify these sinful attitudes in my life, I'm not... I'm not stuck in that sinful pattern. I can choose obedience. I can choose to obey God. So many people, and I think many believers included, are living in a spiritual wasteland. Remember we studied Jeremiah a few weeks ago and and we talked about the fact that when our hearts are given into sin, we live in the spiritual wasteland. And so many believers are in this wasteland because they tolerate attitudes in their hearts that are ungodly. And so like the people of Israel who left Egypt for the promised land, we are also at risk into living in this desert living, in this wasteland with our attitudes. The joy and the peace that we desire often eludes us because we choose to allow it to elude us. While we may hide these attitudes from those people around us, they are lingering just beneath the surface and seep out when unpleasant, unexpected, or unwanted circumstances arise. Let's understand that just very briefly. We can hide our attitudes for a long time. We can put on a pretty face and we can put on a pretty smile and we can look happy and we can look joyful But some of these attitudes are just resting right beneath the surface. They're right there. And so when something unpleasant happens, something unexpected happens, or some unwanted circumstance takes place, then we then display these ungodly attitudes. So let's not dismiss these tolerable sins that we tolerate in our own lives. Let's confront them. Let's deal with them. Let's address them. And let's not worry about everybody else's sinful attitudes. Let's worry about our own and understand that we can choose them. Tonight, I want to leave you with one final passage of scripture. And again, tonight is just introductory. We'll get into some more specifics in the next several weeks. But I want you to listen as we close tonight to Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through through verse 14. You can look these up on your own and a little bit later. Again, that's Colossians 3, verses 12 through 14. If you have a Bible, you can certainly turn there as I read them. Paul says this, he says, put on then as God's chosen ones, believers, people who have put their faith in Christ, God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, Bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And listen to the end. And above all of these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. As I leave you tonight, let me just ask you one more time. When you think about your attitudes, not the ones that you superficially put on for your public persona, 
talking about the attitudes that are resolved in your heart, settled in your heart, habitual attitudes that are just beneath the surface. As we start this study, where might you need to change? What attitude do you need to put away and replace with a godly attitude? My dear friend, it is your choice. Your choice is to obey God and experience his blessing or continue to harden your heart and experience the consequences of your sin. I'm looking forward to this study. I hope you are. And I know tonight was introductory and I pray that even this was a challenge to you and a help to you. And so we'll dive in over the next several weeks into some specific attitudes that we need to change. But as we end our time together, as we do each week, I want to just spend a moment in prayer for you and uh, let's pray together and let's go to the, the throne of grace before we leave tonight. Let's pray. God, we thank you for these verses and these challenges that are before us as we begin the study. Forgive us for our attitudes that so often become ungodly. And Lord, I pray that through our study, we wouldn't worry about other people. We would only assess and analyze our own hearts and recognizing the power of the Holy Spirit of God to change us in these areas so that we can display a genuine Christ-like spirit and Lord, we look forward to our time in your word over the next several weeks. Use it for your glory, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you once again for joining us here at Grace Baptist Church. And check in next week, and we'll have session number two. God bless you. Mm-hmm.